Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. didn't know how but I just knew that I was going to be successful and I wanted it badly enough to then you know save and invest and do all of those sorts of things so I think just believing that you can be successful is part of the mental battle. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we're back with Stephanie Brennan, a property buyer, investor and renovator who currently holds the title of Australia's youngest property tycoon. Continue listening to learn of Brennan's unconventional but successful property investing strategy and discover her inspirational mindset as she shares her future aspirations in the industry. Like most property investors, Brennan was hesitant and fearful of property investment when she started her journey. However, Brennan learned to push past that mental barrier and understand the benefits of property investment. I think the only real mental barrier for me was just, I guess, the, the fear of the unknown um, because buying a property is so unfamiliar until you've done it. So, I was even though I've sort of been in, I'd been in the industry and understood the concept of it, when you actually get to, to do it, um, it is nerve wracking because this is the largest asset that you're probably going to buy. And certainly it's the largest asset you probably have bought before. So it is still like a daunting experience and wondering if you're making the right choice and, you know, is it going to grow in value? Is it going to be the place that you want to live if you're going to move into it? Um, and then I guess for me, that was compounded by the fact of my mum was guaranteeing it. And even though I had the deposit, I was sort of like, well, what happens if this goes wrong? Then, you know, is my mum going to kill me because <laughs> she's going to have to <laughs> get get involved? Like, So there's all those kind of things that I guess go through your head. And um, and I guess that was the, the mental barrier. But as soon as you sort of push past that mental barrier and you actually take the steps, you realise that everything that was in your head is something that you're building up to be worse than it than it really is. Brenna eliminated her fear for property investment by becoming more open-minded about the industry and the act of buying property itself. I think for me, it was, um, there's another great analogy, which is let your faith be bigger than your fear. And I think for me, the drive to actually want to invest just became greater than the fear of actually investing. And I think also having sort of um, I guess invested small amounts of money into shares and then had my own business as well where, you know, that there was um, in the initial stages investing your own cash before you sort of get clients on board and cash flow and things like that. So I guess I was a little bit more familiar with taking some of those those risks. And so even though it was scary, it was sort of like, well, it's worked out so well in the past, so why am I so scared about doing this? And then also my sister had done it um, before. So I guess if she could do it at a young age, it was sort of like everybody does this. Like if you if you look at all the houses there are in the world, 
um, you, you think about how many people have actually bought property and they've all, you know, survived it and they've all done, well, majority have all done really well out of it. So what, what really is the fear? Where is it coming from? While Brennan credits her ex-property investing client as the inspiration of becoming a property investor, she has had many other mentors who have helped her along the property journey. So I learned a lot from from him, but I wouldn't necessarily classify him as a mentor. I think there's a lot of different people that I've met along the way that have really, in their own right, sort of mentored me or given me advice that I needed at the at the right time, um, and that's just sort of throughout life, I guess. But he was definitely the one person that inspired me to enter the world of property, and in terms of resources. Um, when I started working at McGrath back in 2014, the general manager actually gave me Chris Gray's book, which was The Effortless Empire, and it was the first book that I'd, I'd ever um, read on property. And I found that incredibly valuable because that had the different strategies that you could take, whether you wanted to buy and sell or whether you wanted to you know, buy, renovate and hold or buy, renovate and sell or then look at developments and different things like that. So that was really good to start understanding what options Um, I potentially had available to me that could help with my investing. For Brennan, the best advice she's ever received concerns stressless decision-making and commitment. The best advice I've ever received. So probably 2016, I started working um, in a property company and one of the guys that I worked with had owned, I think he had personally owned 85 properties um, across different countries which was incredible and he was a really really good um font of knowledge and and one of the best pieces of advice actually there's two pieces of advice he gave me the first is you make money when you buy property you just collect it when you sell and the second piece of advice was um because I was I was starting to I guess get worried about was I making the right decision of selling and looking at porting securities and things like that and he said to me, the stress with your decision comes because you're not making the decision. So once you commit to a decision, the stress goes away because then you know what steps you need to take to, to make whatever it is that you want to make happen. And that to me has been the best piece of advice because so, so many times people sort of worry so much about the, the decision that they never make it, whereas the sort of the weight off your shoulders goes as soon as you commit to the decision. Brennan's most contributing habit to her success is how she constantly believes in herself to obtain the success she's looking for. I think um, the personal habit for me is to really just believe that you can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. And I think that I didn't really sort of consciously realise that that was a personal habit of mine that sort of contributed to where I am now until sort of recently when I was sort of reflecting on on mindset and learning more about mindset and I guess at a very young age I sort of always had the feeling that I was going to be successful. I didn't know how but I just knew that I was going to be successful Um, and I wanted it badly enough to then, you know, save and invest and do all of those sorts of things. So I think just believing that you can be successful is part of the mental battle. 
While Brennan is well versed in the buy and hold investment strategy, she believes there are some holes in the strategy that are overlooked by most property investors. The first one was, um, as you mentioned, buying to buying to hold, and that's sort of really a strategy in itself because um, what a lot of people don't realise is they look at, at properties that either have cash flow or they have growth for various different reasons, and that I guess depends on whether your goal is to build um, your portfolio quickly or to have the cash flow to maybe not need to to work and things like that. Um, but what I realised is that you really need a combination of both to be able to grow because you can use equity to a point but if you're buying and holding the property and releasing equity to buy more property, there will come a point where you actually need more cash flow. And so um, that's what I realised as my income from work and wasn't um, and sorry, my income also from my investment properties that I had wasn't enough to, I guess, keep borrowing from the bank and keep growing the portfolio. So I got to a point where I had to actually look at different states, which was dipping my toe into getting out of my comfort zone. Um, so I ended up buying in Brisbane and that was because the bank said to me that, well, your maximum borrowing capacity now is I think it was 450000 or thereabouts. And so I looked at Brisbane because they had higher returns. So the combination of two properties um, and their rent returns enabled me to borrow not four fifty from the bank, but about seven hundred. So the difference in in looking at properties based on um, income and growth is really important if you're going to buy and hold. And also really important if you're going to then pivot your strategy like I did to be able to port security. So um, I guess to mitigate any risk with property markets not going up as you expect, then looking at properties that are unrenovated so you can add that value by renovating them and still be able to to sell and port securities was sort of some of the, the things that I had to consider when I did change my strategy. Brennan's main investment strategy revolves around porting securities. In essence, Brennan is consistently minimizing her risks and lowering her debt levels by transferring her debts from one property to another. So the first sort of time that I tried porting security was on one of the properties that I'd owned for a couple of years already. So I already had equity that had been accumulated from not only additional repayments but also the the property market growing. Um, but then I thought if I renovate this property, I can take it from, you know, let's say six hundred thousand to an after renovation value of six hundred and eighty. And if I bought the property at sort of five hundred, then you know I've got a lot of equity in that to sort of um, mitigate any risk and things like that. But when I was sort of thinking about renovating, it was then understanding, okay, well, what are the costs to make this worthwhile if I hadn't have owned the property for so long. So let's say I bought the property at 600000 and then I had to work out, well, the aftermarket value of a renovated property based on comparable properties in the in the area was sort of six eighty. So then it's sort of like looking at, well, what's the, the cost to sell in terms of advertising, real estate agent fees? Luckily, I'd had a lot of my business with the one agency, so I was able to get a lot of those fees discounted. Um, and then looking at the renovation costs. So can I do this myself? Am I that good a painter? Um, <laughs> and where do I need sort of outside help in terms of plumbing? Um, what sort of relationship do I have with the tradespeople? Because I was in property management, so I knew a lot of a lot of people to get the sort of the prices down. Um, 
and sort of looking at all of those things and then I sort of understood that, well, there's still a lot of profit to be able to do this even if you factor in capital gains tax and all of those sorts of things. So it's worth being able to renovate the property, sell it, and rather than pay back the debt from the new per- purchaser, basically buying another property with that cash and transferring the debt to the new property. While complex to learn, the strategy has definitely benefited Brennan as there's increased both equity and cash flow. So for me, it's been able to reduce my um, debt position. I've been able to increase um, my equity, obviously, in the property, but also um, my cash flow. Uh, I've been able to invest overseas because you need to either have um, the deposit amount and borrow overseas or you need to have the full purchase price of the property overseas to be able to buy because a bank can't take security over an Australian property to say buy in, I don't know, Canada or the UK or, you know, anywhere else in the world. So you need to be able to have the cash to do that. Um, So it's given me that flexibility and there's, I guess, less risk in my portfolio because my debt is lower um, I've been able to, I guess, cash flow my business so that I can then provide free education to others that want to start investing. So, I mean, it really depends on what someone's goal is and then basing a strategy, an investment strategy around that goal. So this goal or this strategy that I have won't probably work for everyone because you've got to be able to, I guess, have a level of comfort with buying and selling. Um, you've got to understand how that affects your tax position um, from capital gains tax but then also your taxable income Um, and then also just being able to find a property to buy at the same time as you're selling another one. Coming up after the break, we'll delve deeper into Stephanie Brennan's investment strategy where she elaborates on the positives of the porting security strategy. So it's a little bit of a complicated strategy but if you if you work out the numbers correctly, it can be a really viable strategy. How she learned to use the porting security strategy? I had a really, really good broker um, that was, I guess, really thorough um, and also sort of understood how this strategy worked as well. She shares the story behind her earning the title of Australia's youngest property tycoon. The first time I wrote into the newspaper, um, there was an article that had come out to say you can't buy property on the Northern Beaches and it was actually my my mum, um, good old mum, that said, you know, you should really write into the paper because obviously you, you can buy property. So, And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Looking at buying or investing in property, unsure of where and what to buy, many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. Using the porting security strategy has meant that Brennan doesn't have to pay for certain costs from her own pocket. It just means that you don't have to necessarily pull money out of your 
own pocket to pay for those things. So you'll still have the legal costs and things like that. So, for example, um, if, say, you know, the two properties that I sold in Brisbane to rebuy in Sydney, I would have the selling costs of the agent and I'd have the purchasing costs on the new place. But if I purchase um, the new place at less than, so let's say the debt that I can use is 700000 but I don't want to put any of my cash in. So my overall LVR just needs to maintain a certain level so I don't have to come into lender's mortgage insurance. But if you've got enough equity in the property, say your your whole portfolio um, is you've got 40% LVR, so you've got 60% equity. So if you go and you sell a property, you can transfer that debt to your other properties or to the new purchase and you just use that cash to be able to rebuy. So you still have all the purchasing costs. You just use the cash from the sale to repurchase rather than have to put in extra money, if that makes sense. Brennan sees the strategy as a longer version of buying and selling shares. So it's a little bit of a complicated strategy but if you if you work out the numbers correctly, it can be a really viable strategy. And also then it gives you the option to say, you know, if properties aren't performing how you want in terms of growth um, in Brisbane, then you can actually transfer that, sell those properties, transfer the debt and rebuy in Sydney. So part of the reason that I, or pretty much the only reason that I bought in Brisbane was because I needed the, the serviceability to be increased through the rental yields that you can get in Brisbane. But the capital growth is not very good in Brisbane. So if I want to then um, increase my portfolio in terms of capital growth, I can sell those properties, buy another property in Sydney with that money and increase my growth that way. So it's kind of like buying and selling shares, but it just takes longer. Brennan first learned about the porting security strategy from a good broker however, has done business with several other banks as well. While each bank have different fees and policies when it comes to porting securities, they all offer deposit bond services. So I had a really, really good broker um, that was, I guess, really thorough um, and also sort of understood how this strategy worked as well. So if you, even if you don't have a broker or if you go to your bank, every single bank will know about porting securities. So depending on the different banking policies, um, it's about $500 roughly to, for the fee to port securities. And um, rather than actually putting a deposit down on the next place, you can do what they call a deposit bond. Um, so you actually don't need to put any money in at all. So you just pay, I think it's another um, $250 um, depending on who you go with and the amount. Um, and then basically they just, it's almost like they give a check to say, we will pay you the deposit on settlement rather than paying you the deposit up front. And so that's why this strategy works quite well is because you don't have to put any additional money in if you buy the property at the right price and all the numbers stack up. Um, so you just basically transfer the debt from one property to the other and you just use a deposit bond and, um, you pay the port security fee. So similar to like, for example, let's say, let's say you bought in Brisbane and, or wherever, um, and the property had dropped by, let's say $20,000 and you decided you need to, you needed to sell the property for whatever reason. 
So that shortfall of $20,000, you could either pay back to the bank if you wanted to, or if you had available equity in another property, you can transfer that $20,000 of debt to the other property as long as you have enough equity to loan, equity to debt um, room to be able to pull that $20,000 across rather than have to pay it out. For aspiring property investors, Brendan recommends a book from the self-development genre which she found extremely helpful on her property journey. There's one book that I would recommend anybody and everybody read if they want to be successful whether that's in investing or or really anything and that's um, the book called The Answer by Alan and Barbara Peace and it basically, um, it's it's definitely worth a read even though I'll give you sort of a, a short glimpse of what it's about. Um, it basically says that your your brain has sort of like a GPS. So it has what they call a reticular activating system or your RAS. And basically you just need to tell your GPS where you want to go and it will figure out um, how to get you there. So if you set a goal, your brain will actually start to focus on that goal and start to focus more on information to help you with that goal. And that's what the book is about. And I found that incredibly helpful. Brennan's only regret so far on a property journey has been too faithful to other suggestions, including those of her parents. What I say to myself, I think every single lesson that I've learned along the way has been so valuable and has led me to where I am now. So I probably wouldn't say too much to myself in terms of don't do this or don't do that. I guess the only in terms of property and more generally in life, I guess the only thing that I would really probably tell myself would be to maybe don't listen to my parents so much. So, <laughs> Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> <it> sounds bad. <laughs> I mean, they, they have been fantastic and yeah. so helpful and supportive and everything like that. But I remember when I came to, um, it came time to buy my first car and it was, I wanted to buy it before I was, um, before I had my license at 17. So they, we had a country property. So I ended up learning to drive at 13 and I sort of said then, well, I really want, yeah, <laughs> I really want to be able to buy my own car because I love driving. And so I was saving and saving and saving. And my parents had said to me, buy a Holden, don't buy a BMW or, you know, a European car. Anyway, so I really wanted to buy the BMW, of course, but I thought, no, I'm going to listen to my parents because your parents are always right. Or so I thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I bought this Holden and it was a Holden Vectra. Um, and I bought it, I think it was the 23rd of August before my 17th birth- birthday and my birthday is in October. Unfortunately, Brennan's first big purchase ended in disaster on her 17th birthday. Anyway, um, literally pretty much the day of my birthday, um, I got in the car and I was driving it to the top of the street and it just completely died. And <laughs> it turned out it was the timing belt which was incredibly expensive. So we had to, luckily there was a service station at the end of our street. So we had to kind of take the handbrake off and just roll the car backwards, <laughs> <laughs> which, which probably looked hilarious to everybody else. But when it's your first time kind of driving on your own and you've just got your license, it was just um, embarrassing. a bit interesting, <laughs> a bit embarrassing, all the cars honking you. Yep. Um, so that was that was kind of my my sort of lesson to myself is to just buy the car that you want to buy and then maybe I wouldn't have bought the car that I bought um, when I was 21 and buy, instead of buying shares. So that's kind of the only, only thing that I would probably change. 
In the near future, Brendan hopes to expand her portfolio to include properties overseas. I think the thing I'm most excited about is just to see where the journey takes me because there's so many countries out there and I guess the more that I learn about each different country and the more I travel, um, I just get inspired to, I guess, buy property in, in more countries and I guess that really excites me because I've gotten to the stage now where I really want to look at increasing um, the number of properties that I own around the world. So then I, I, I guess I build my portfolio in different markets and take advantage of different markets. But also I've always had this dream of, of having a, a chateau in the south of France and I would love to have the opportunity to renovate one. I think it would just be the most amazing experience and, and really rewarding, um, particularly after I read this book actually that was, um, I think it was My French Table and it was a, a couple from, from Melbourne that moved over to France and they ended up buying the chateau and renovating it and it just sounds amazing. So I'm, I'm really excited that hopefully the next five years that that will be in store. Brennan is also looking to improve her free educational service for property investors as she continues to share her knowledge and experiences. Basically, at this stage, it's a, a free education, educational resource. So for um, people that want to start investing or maybe take their investing to the next level. So um, it's across property, shares and, and cryptocurrency. And we're about to add some sort of general information as well. Um, we've got about just over 10 countries on there. So there's different uh, real estate portals to look at property like a local. There's different um, mortgage comparison sites to be able to look at what loans are available and how they compare. There's um, some strategy steps. So what I've learned from being a first home buyer, an investor and a renovator. So that's a bit of a, a pen to paper on, on what I've learned um, that might be able to help other people as well. And then also there's buying guides that, that sort of break down about the country, a um, bit about sort of the, the property market in the country, the, the different, um, I guess, tax, tax implications, different monthly expenses, those sorts of things. So it's, it's pretty comprehensive and it just sort of, I guess, helps um, millennials or other investors get their start and, and start scaling their, their wealth. For those listeners who know Brennan as Australia's youngest property tycoon, she shares her side of things and what made her claim the viral title. The first time I wrote into the newspaper, um, there was an article that had come out to say you can't buy property on the northern beaches and it was actually my my mum, good old mum that said, you know, you should really write into the paper because obviously you you can buy property. So <laughs> I just sort of thought, okay, well, you know, I'm trying to start my second business and I'm trying to grow it and things like that. So I thought, you know, I was really nervous to do it because I, I was always very shy and to a degree still am. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to write in and see what happens. So I did. And the journalist came back and said, we'd love to do a story. And the story went completely viral. And they said, is this Australia's youngest property tycoon? And the, I think it was the number one story um, across every news site in Australia for a week. And then the UK picked it up and um, America picked it up. And then, um, yeah, it just sort of spiraled of this Australia's youngest property tycoon. And Brennan also shares her contact details for any listeners looking to learn more of her property journey and her business. Uh, so either on social media, um, either for the company page or myself, 
Um, my name obviously is Stephanie Brennan. So if you just look me up, I'm on LinkedIn and um, and Instagram. And then obviously the, co- the company is on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you to Stephanie Brennan, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about her journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar Stephanie Brennan and select that episode to learn more about her story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.